0: Hello there, I'm Mystic. Welcome to my new podcast where I have a new conversation with a guest every single day. And they all have some pretty passionate things to say about the state of the world. So join us today. Subscribe, like and share wherever you listen to us and tell us your opinions. We may have you on the show. Oh, and remember, always have fun. Happy hello and welcome to the Mystic Podcast. Today, I have the greatest pleasure of speaking to Kane Stromsberg, who's literally across the pond. Good morning. Hello,
1: Hello, Xander. How are you?
0: Good. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing this morning?
1: Very well, thank you. Spring is here. We've entered into a new energetic year over the weekend on Sunday, and I have very much felt that that pop of the old and the entrance into this new, this new world that we've been co-creating.
0: Yes, absolutely, and it's so important for all of us all across the world to hold this beautiful, energetic space so that we could absolutely transform from what was to what is.
1: Mm, beautiful, I love that. Yes, thank you.
0: Yeah, so tell tell us a little bit more about who you are.
1: Cool, where to start? Um, <laughs> so I have gone on a journey, as we all do, a journey of inner discovery, if you like, and I was, if we go back maybe five years, let's say, six six years, I had just come out the other side of a very deep and scary and lonely bout of depression, an experience of deep rest let's say um, I had decided or convinced myself through the through the education and the upbringing of of myself through societal concepts and everything else that we're all subjected to that my happiness was dependent on how I how well I did in society, let's say, how much money I made, and my my placement in in a position of authority almost. I lived and worked in a in service of others, but not getting any enjoyment from it myself. I used to work um, night shifts, at a container port, and I made a lot of money, but I was slowly dying on a mm-hmm. on a soul level, let's say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then going into deep rest allowed me to actually stop and give up and it's like into the ego death you know you you give up you surrender we die that version of ourselves dies and we are then able to be reborn and absolutely
0: with that without that letting go you literally can never be reborn so kudos yes. to you that's amazing
1: at the time, it wasn't something that I wanted or chose. <laughs> uh, not on a conscious level, anyway. Um, yeah, My higher self, I'm sure, uh, was guiding me. And there was so many synchronicities and events that were uh, down to the minutest of detail that I couldn't deny that it was created by me, for me. And that whole process, that whole point in my life, Um, along with actually being guided away from my job. Let's say my old employer wrongfully dismissed me, but and then agreed they would wrongfully dismiss me, but didn't agree to go back on it. Um, I separated from my my family and went off, um, became a a single father, if you like, and spent about a year in a lot of pain there, because every time they'd go, I would die a little bit more. My heart would go with them. And through all of these learnings and these situations, I, I discovered the the truth that we are all seeking, um, which is that the love that I feel for anybody, the love that I feel for you, is my love felt and reflected upon you. It's not your love. I can't feel your love. I can't feel anybody else's love. Just as all the listeners, if they actually took a moment to look within themselves and ask if the love they have for their partner or their children or their parents if that is their love or if in fact it belongs to to themselves because in my view my love is mine and i can't i can't experience anything else other than my love reflected upon the faces of others yes and the the more the more pure the mirror the more in frequency of alignment let's say that the mirror is the more easy it is to see that reflection and there's some people that exist and vibrate in in fear and anger and hostility and if we were to look upon them and feel that fear and anger and hostility again that is our own internal dialogue being projected externally so that we can view it and, and act accordingly whether we want to run away from it forever or actually address it that's up to the individual so yeah, it was going, going into complete darkness was when I was able to discover the direction the light was coming from. And That's I,
0: beautiful. That's so beautiful. And it's interesting because it reminds me of a quote that I have at the bottom of my email, and I'm constantly and consistently using it because it says specifically, the whole point of Jesus's life was not that we should become exactly like him, but that We should become ourselves in the same way he became himself. Jesus was not the great exception, but the great example. And Carl Jung actually said that. And it's just so interesting because every time that I read that quote and I sit still within it, it Mm -hmm. resonates so deeply. And, you know, everything, religiosity and whatnot, um, I believe you know, unfortunately, is a form of conditioning and control rather than freedom and transformation of one's own true being into becoming that example of who we are. And then others, when they look upon you, can become themselves. And that's the goal because we really are all one.
1: Yes, we are unity one consciousness christ consciousness actualized and it's actually interestingly a video i i have a as well as doing the spiritual awakening um videos on on youtube and the, the coaching and the inner completion of child child and parts parts integration and child inner child healing so to say um, I have the meditation channel and one of the most recent ones was a uh, Christ consciousness activation guided meditation. So it's interesting that, that you've, you've brought that up again. It's synchronicities once again.
0: Yes, we're all in alignment. And though you're so far away, it feels like you're right here in front of me, which is beautiful right? And not just for technology, but through our minds, because we can literally connect with people through our minds. And most people don't understand it. It's very interesting. I had, well, I have a girlfriend, her name is Denise, and she literally is all the way in Los Angeles. And Mm -hmm. I am in the Midwest. And so I could tell, I could feel that she was going through something. And I you know, I I was in allowance. I did. I reached out to her only one time a couple of weeks ago, but I kept praying for her and just kept calling to her. Hey, I'm still here. Don't forget. You can call me. We can pray. We can, you know, hold space together. And she calls me last night. She's like, were you really calling to me from your Mm -hmm. mind? And I'm like, yeah, she's like, I completely picked that up every night I would go to sleep and I could hear you calling to me. Isn't that interesting?
1: So for me, uh, that's that's fascinating. And at the same time, I truly 100% believe that to be true. Um, and there is no... So some people require, um, to say, scientific evidence of things. I don't believe that anything can be proven to to the nth degree because of the existence or the potential of existence of infinity. Um, we could test something to infinite minus one time and it could always come out a particular way and then the next time we test it and it comes out the alternative way, it blows the equation out of the water. Um, but at the same time, there are things we know. We know deep within our core, within our being, within, our, within the essence of who we are. And I truly believe that we can connect esthetically let's say or in the astral we can connect telepathically across time and space um so that's absolutely beautiful yeah
0: yeah and it's interesting so if we uh take uh, the time really quick to talk about the science you know of things Mm -hmm. there's always the issue of the individuals that are holding the experiment and their resonance and their vibration and so they absolutely can affect or affect mm. the outcome. And so if you have someone who's a believer in resonance and vibration, then their outcome of their scientific data will be absolutely opposing the other person that does not believe in that, which is really, really amazing. And, um, when the powers that be, um, for lack of a better term, (laughs) uh, separated, separated spirituality from science, that right there was the biggest misnomer, the biggest issue, because really at the core of it, you can't have any kind of science without the divine, without that essence. And so to think that they're separate when they're actually 100% completely in alignment with each other, you know, one cannot go without the other, you know, is, is the issue that we're facing. We're facing that now. And so this beautiful journey that you, that you went on and you call it, um, a deep rest, which, wow, I, that's beautiful. That's beautiful Mm -hmm. that you would, would say that. And, and you're, you're, soul your essence knew and was so much wiser than you then it led Mm -hmm. you to go deeply within and then what happened
1: so the way that i explained it previously in the world the way i was shown it so i meditate on things and i ask questions as to why particular things happen why did i need to suffer why did that happen to me why was it i needed to experience x y or z and what i was shown was a maze, so it was like a, any any standardized maze. And in this maze, I was trying to travel towards my destination. There was There's a knowing or a longing inside us all that there is something that we're trying to reach. And a lot of the time we try to fill that void, let's say, with another person or material objects or achievements or whatever it is that is outside ourselves that we're trying to bring in. The imagery I was shown <clears throat> was this maze that was shrouded in fog. So it was a foggy maze. And there was a light, but because of the fog, the light was dispersed within the fog. So I couldn't tell where the light was coming from. So I was wandering around in this foggy maze, not knowing where I was going, what I was doing, or who I even really was. And it was when I went into complete darkness, when I gave up and went into that state of deep rest. And I literally lied face down in the mud, in this maze and I gave up and I said, that's it. I'm done. Take me now or use me for a greater good because I'm done. I've had enough of this. I literally, I give up. I surrender myself and my entire being and all my wants and desires. I surrender. I give up. And in that moment, Mm. the, the light, it, it shone through. It was like the fog went, disappeared in the darkness. The fog had gone. And then I, as soon as I gave up and I literally did give up, I, I let go, um, of the steering wheel in my car. And I was, I was ready to, to leave this realm and there was a lorry coming the other way. I let go. And instantly, as soon as I did, my, my children, my boys flashed up in, in my mind and I grabbed the steering wheel and then I have never looked back, (laughs) um, and yeah, so the the light, I j- j- went on this journey towards the light and I found a door and the door was locked. And I realized then that I could see the light from the crack under the door and I could either remain there um, living outside, but viewing the light, or I could venture back into the maze, back into the darkness to discover the key, to find the key to unlock the door and Really, what I was then doing was I was venturing into the darkness of the mind, the darkness of the consciousness of myself and the collective. Mm -hmm. And in the darkness, we discover treasures that can only be found there. So that's what I now do. I, I create a beautiful, sacred, safe space that I can guide people within into the darkness of their mind to discover the parts of themselves that are lost and fragmented there. integrate them back into the self and that's Mm -hmm. what I did with myself I went on this journey I found all these different parts of myself and these realizations these learnings and I brought them all back into myself completing myself with myself completing myself with with God if you like with source with Mm -hmm. with all that is um, as opposed to trying to be material and in and physical and structure and possession I I let go of it all and became fully fully actualized in an energetic way, let's say. And now energy is my language. Energy is what I see, what I speak. And I've reopened gifts and talents that I did have as a child that I'd switched off when I've looked back at it all. To to try to fit in, as we all do. I'm sure everybody listening can resonate with the fact that when we look back at things we used to experience and we were, oh, I was just speaking to this person or "I, I could see somebody over there. No, there's nobody over there. Nobody lives in that house. Yeah, they do. I was watching them last night. They were talking to me. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I was sat. I was looking at we looking at each other through the window, and they were talking to me. No, that's not real. That's not true. Oh, really? Well, okay. Okay. And we, we, we start to disbelieve ourselves. Um, and then we go on this journey, and we remember. It's a remembering that I've gone through, as opposed to a learning. I've remembered who I am.
0: Wow. Wow. And it's, it's very interesting that you're sharing all of that. And thank you so much for sharing that with, with everyone that's listening. It's very, very, very interesting because, um, as we go along our spiritual journey, um, you know, from from birth, really, and, and really mm-hmm. beyond that, right, when, when you're in the womb, you're actually listening, you're at as your mm-hmm. ears form your, you know, um, your ear canal and, and uh, everything you and you can also feel the vibration of other people within the room and how mm-hmm. your mom feels towards you. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. And so when you go back to those moments, you realize that contingent on the type of upbringing that you had, and of course, we all go through challenges and I don't, I don't call them, oh, mistakes or even challenges. They're really lessons. And once you can understand that whatever you're going through is an actual opportunity for a spiritual lesson and you sit still within that Lesson and you learn what you need to, you'll never go through it again. And so, what happens is, Mm -hmm. as, as we move forward in this, in this, in our divine creation, what ends up happening is when, when your, your soul is pushed down and pushed down and things are beaten out of you or, you know, spoken out of you or whatnot. What ends up happening is you leave little pieces of yourself along the way. (laughs) And so when you speak about integration, it it reminds me that every single one of us, I don't care how perfect your upbringing was or is, um, you know, there are little pieces of you that have to conform to the type of society in which we live. And so we Mm -hmm. let go of parts of ourselves, you know? And so that integration is so amazing because if you actually have the courage to go back and sit still with every single one of those moments or episodes where it was a huge transformation into um, a space of deep rest,
1: <laughs>
0: mm, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then, then, um, what what happens is, you know, that courage can pull you through out to the other side, and so I commend you on that. And then I have this really mm. important question for you. So, when you were doing this, was it 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 sounds like a dream, but it also sounds like a vision you had in waking state. Can you go through? that a little bit for our audience to understand?
1: Hmm. So, uh, it's difficult to explain the way that each of us views the world and it is all, as you say, dependent on our previous learnings and experiences and uh, just as you mentioned as well, we, we look for what we expect to see going back to the scientific testing of things if I want to gain a certain result, that I could even manipulate the atoms around me as Jesus turned that water into wine to create the result that I desired. And (laughs) in, in in the most simple way of putting it, I don't really know whether it's a conscious, it's all consciousness. So I've consciously experienced it. So if I was to close my eyes now, if everybody listening joined me for a moment, We all just closed our eyes and Mm -hmm. just took a breath in together, breathing in through our nose for a moment. And out through our mouth. Just repeat this two or three times, breathing that beautiful pranic life force energy in through the nose. And as we breathe out, just picturing that we're blowing up a, a balloon above us. And as we are, the balloon begins to lift us up. To make us feel weightless and limitless. Able to soar to new heights of potential. And journey in any direction. Up, down, left, right, back, forward, in or out. There is no limitation when we enter into the mind. And now I can actually soar and fly within the clouds. And I'm consciously now amongst the clouds looking down upon the earth. So I'm consciously experiencing that. That is happening in my mind. So therefore, it is reality. Because everything that we experience is experienced through the mind. And without the mind, there is nothing. The expression, I don't mind. Do you want to go out? Should we go to to the cinema tonight? I don't mind. Without the (laughs) mind attached to it, there is no matter. It doesn't matter. If you don't attach the mind, it doesn't matter because there is no matter. There's only energy vibrating. It requires the mind to perceive that energy vibrating as physical structure. It requires the human senses to be able to process and receive that information, which is then integrated and understood by the mind. So for me, I would enter into a meditative state and I would ask a particular thing, and I would get shown an image, one image, and in that image is all the information that I need. And it's the same when I see a person. If I see a person, and I have had to turn this off, um, or or protect myself, if you like, from it, because I got to the point (laughs) when I would walk past somebody, I'd look at them, and I'd have their whole life given to me in a flash. And sometimes it's beautiful, and other times it's unimaginable what people have done yes um so i learned to to protect myself from that because i don't want to to be walking next to demons and and devils and then looking into the the very depth of their being because although i am it all i am the angel and the devil i am i'm everything or nothing as we all are you can't just be love and light without being darkness and fright you you are both sides it's a dualistic reality we live in without the it's a choice it is yeah it is it is always a choice Um, and we have a choice of which direction to travel in but without there being a an understanding of fear we don't really know what love is without there being darkness we don't appreciate or understand the light and also there would actually be nowhere for the light to shine within without the void of light for it to shine within um (laughs) yeah it's difficult it's a difficult question to answer other than it happens consciously within the mind and it's then I've then used that information that wisdom that guidance I guess to to bring things into the physical to manifest and to create a life that I am now absolutely just joyfully skipping through as opposed to trying to drag myself through that old, old way of being.
0: Yeah. And you do it consciously, whereas prior, it sounds like it was unconscious and you were just doing what you were expected to do or what society had said, this is how you must be. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the collective consciousness, I feel the vibration is definitely raising and getting higher and higher um, in regards to energy and so mm-hmm. it reminds me of um, I had this moment in time well time as we know it on this reality Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm a meditator what is time? yeah yeah exactly what yeah kronos, kronos.
1: <laughs> I said that- a little poem about that one thing we always have time we always have <laughs> time people that say i don't have time that's actually incorrect you always have time we have thirty-six thousand moments of now every day we all have those same amount of moments every day so it depends on what we do what we choose to do so to say i don't i don't have the time available or i wouldn't use that time in that way that's more accurate correct and it's creating space in time, so we create pockets of space in time to then fill with what it is we wish to do in those in those pockets.
0: Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> and it's within within that uh, a moment in time. Um, yes. I literally went to a river, and then you know here where I'm at, there's a Japanese garden, and so I went to that Japanese garden, and I went super early in the morning, just by myself, mm-hmm. and there was a stream. Um, well, there was a stream that went into a pond, a really big pond, and then went off into a stream again. Um, and it was right in front of a huge lake. And it's very interesting because I was just sitting, the sun was out, it was so beautiful, and I just started meditating on this huge boulder, just gently meditating and just sitting still with myself. And usually when I meditate, I do the Shambhala type of meditation where I open my eyes, but this time I felt inspired to literally just closed my eyes and i was closing my eyes i closed my eyes and i wasn't meditating on anything in particular like oh i want to do this i want to do that no it was more of a heart centered uh, uh meditation where i went from my mind to my heart and i was connecting both and so Beautiful. <clears throat> yeah thank you and then when i opened my eyes kane you're not it was so overwhelming um And you'll believe it, but um, I know you would, but some, 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 you know, people may not, but when Mm -hmm. I opened my eyes right in front of me, there was like half a circle where the water was absolutely still. And remember, I told you it was like a stream, kind of like a river flowing through this pond. And so what, what the water was doing was going around this half circle that I had created unbeknownst to me via meditation.
1: And I said, wow, so
0: meditation is so powerful because if it could do that to water and our bodies are comprised of 87% fluid water, Mm -hmm. then imagine what else it could do.
1: So what did that mean to you when you opened your eyes and you saw that semicircle so a half of something that was still and I presume was there and was there another half to it that was moving or was it just the the still no, half because, that you
0: no because I was at the edge and so it was a semicircle around me like right in front of me ah okay yes.
1: so uh ah, so, it so it's as though you'd created a, a bubble of of calm a bubble of
0: yes of
1: peace and tranquility around you and it's that had best. emanated out beautiful
0: and and so then I realized at that moment that everything is me and I am everything and so it was yeah so so one of the things that I've been doing recently is making water um jump up and dance really and and yeah and it's been happening (laughs) through through
1: harmonics is that through the the frequency of your voice or through your intention
0: through my mind, my intention. That's it. Really? Yes. Can, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so interestingly, now you do all this work and mm-hmm. how, how do your children receive who you are now as their father?
1: Oh, beautiful question. Um, that has also been a journey of change. So, as I say, so let's go back to the point where I left. I separated from their mum, and I left, and I did so through again events that weren't consciously my created desire. But I was in a position where, for such a long time, I was very unhappy. I felt very under misunderstood undervalued underappreciated um, I, I asked more half a dozen times or more for help um, and was never given it never never offered any real understanding and when I left the my children were obviously devastated and they for about a year my youngest especially used to say daddy I did it why can't you come home why, I need you I need you at home I need you to come home I miss you so much. Um, and I used to say the same thing every time. It, it would all be okay. This is for a bigger, this is for the best. I'm more happy. And because I'm more happy, it will mean that I can give you more happy. I can be more happy with you. And over, over as I say, about a year, each time that they left, um, and I left, I gave, I went with them as though my heart and my soul went with them and I died a little bit more each time because I was giving away who what I was to ensure that they had that connection and I went through a, a journey and a process to realize again that they are always within me that again because there's the the loss of a loved one doesn't actually take away the love you have for them it's the mind and the desire to see them in the physical and have that physical connection that we relate to the love. But actually, the love is always there. It's just the thought. I think of my children now. I love them. They're in me. They're, I'm with them, you know, and that never changes now. So they loved it. When I first started doing YouTube, obviously, with the way that um, society is now, it's like, oh, that's amazing, Daddy. How many likes have you got? How many views have you got? Um, blah, blah, Aww. blah. <laughs> and... and um, My eldest then became incredibly connected to being a Buddhist because I first started meditating through Buddhism, which didn't feel, Mm -hmm. it felt like something was missing slightly. And then I discovered, um, you know, universal energy, source energy. And I was like, "Yep, that's it. That's it right there. Boom, that's all the pieces. And he he even went into school and taught people how to meditate. And he holds a lot of space and, and emits a lot of love. And recently, um, because their mother has, because their mother has become very, so at the moment, with society has kind of gone one or two ways. People have gone even further down the, the rabbit hole of self-discovery and we're fully self-actualized. It doesn't matter what rules or regulations or mandates are in place. We, we live our lives, accordingly to our, our will and there is the other side to the coin where they have done exactly as they're told when they're told and they jump left and then they jump right and they just act accordingly to to the rules given to them on the telly by the man in the suit and then um, <laughs> my my ex-wife where we were quite aligned previously and then we started veering off and um, we're at two different completely different ends of the spectrum now so it's quite difficult for my children because when they're here have all the space they're never told off if they do something which isn't beneficial i ask them if do you think the thing you did was a good thing or not a good thing so i'm not telling them it's them it's a thing Mm -hmm. they've done so it's not them they don't classify themselves as it Mm -hmm. and it's a good thing or not a good thing so i'm not using a negative frequency in in the wording either Mm -hmm. and then they choose and they basically get to choose what they do we we do a lot of fun things there's a lot of freedom there's not much structure everything's mm-hmm. always changing everything changes moment to moment which right. again my my eldest son taught me um he was like well even the moments between the moments are changing i said now is <laughs> different to now is different to now and he sat there and he was like and even the moments between and i was like yes. yes and then interestingly my this morning my youngest son so i we walk to school and we leave a bit early to go around the little um, alleyways. And it, we, he calls it Minotaur's labyrinth. So there's a labyrinth of, of um, passageways and pathways that we go down. And he was talking about somebody who was mean to him last week at um, a, a soft play place. And he was, this person was calling him unkind names. Mm-hmm. And and, he, and I said to him, but we know that when somebody says something to you, it's nothing to do with you and it's everything to do with them. And he said, yes, it's a mirror. They're trying to throw them, they're angry on me um, because that's what they can see. And, uh, oh, yes. And, and, you know, for an eight-year-old to, to know that it's another person projecting, and if somebody's being angry or hostile towards you, it's because they're angry and hostile. I've got this big bit of shit here and i don't want it anymore so i'm going to throw it on you and hope that (laughs) i hope that you take it can you take my shit off off me because i don't want it anymore and (laughs) that's what a lot of people do
0: yeah and that's done through through reaction right so yes instead of observing what's happening and realizing the truth behind it some people react to it and then get engaged in the whole process Mm. and then they become intertwined with all the shit <laughs>
1: yes 100 percent.
0: wow for your eight-year-old to realize that is so beautiful but but it see it as you know the juxtaposition um of you know what they are experiencing in one world it feels mm-hmm. like it's almost like they're in between two worlds right they are yeah. And so then they get to choose. And so they see what you're presenting to them. And at some point they're going to say, you know, this resonates more or less. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. your journey resonates so deeply with me in regards to divorce and letting go. Because, yes. you know, everyone around me was like, wow, oh my gosh, you have the perfect quote unquote life. You have this, you have that. <laughs> and they were all like yep. these, these meaningless things that, you know, mm-hmm. and I kept growing spiritually and I'm just like, no, 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 this does not resonate, no, no, no. And so yeah, you know, and I had to let go and I had to allow my children to experience something that, you know, both sides. And um, you know, my my son is definitely resonating at a, a very similar frequency. And my daughter is is midway there.
1: <laughs> nice. And 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 knowing that they are both exactly where they need to be for their journeys and that their journeys aren't aren't our journeys. And that it's not our responsibility to try to control them or manipulate them or even to guide them. They're just to hold space, hold that loving space for them. And I think that's something that I think that's the most if we can only do one thing for our fellow man, womankind, it is to hold space.
0: Absolutely, As, uh, yeah. Especially, especially our children. I've often said to my children um, since they were little that they were here to teach me so many lessons. Awesome. <laughs> I was here Night. to guide them, <laughs> um, but they were here to teach me, and mm-hmm. um, I always got down to their level. So that we could see eye to eye, rather than speaking down to them, ah, because beautiful. that's really important. And yes, um, thank you. yeah, you know, I mean, individuals are not really understanding what what that is. That's really mm. a, a display of humility and yes. honor of of you know the being that that is in front of you, and you don't yes. own them. You don't own them like mine.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. We don't own anything. Even our bodies are returned mm-hmm. to the dealer at the end of the life. It's, everything's a rental, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And
1: just, just to to echo across that beautiful statement, and to again to provide maybe a reflection for anyone listening, or some information to to bring to a conversation with somebody you know next time that maybe is a bit too strict or a bit too controlling over their children, that we, we view our children as, a, a lot of people view their children as less than them. They're like, These, this is a person that I'm responsible for and I control. And if you go into a relationship and, and boss around the other person the way that some people boss around their children, It would be an incredibly narcissistic, manipulative, hostile situation and relationship. But for some reason, it's fine for parents to shout at their children, which isn't, in my case, in my view, correct. But as a way of reflecting and something that I can't remember who it was who said this to me. It wasn't something that I because a lot of what I learn I get in meditation. But this came from somebody else. And it's our children get to watch us grow up at the same time we get to watch them. Because we're growing up ourselves. The person I am today is a different person than I was only yesterday, especially last year. And my children are watching this and they're learning from it. So actually, the best way to educate our children, the best way to provide our children with their best future potential lives is to create it ourselves, to show them, to inspire them, to to, to lead the way through first hand actual creation of it as opposed to just talking about it or or blaming somebody else or something else for not having it. Oh, I would be happy, but or what what are you teaching your children there? Right. Power lies outside them. So as well as watching our children grow and educating them, it's actually allowing for the education to, to be reflected back again and knowing that they're watching us grow and and that it's that that co co-experience as we're co-creating as we're co-educating one another yeah thank you
0: absolutely absolutely and so um let's go back to now like exactly what you can do for another i know you face oh. i think <laughs> but you know i just want to promote like what exactly can what
1: i do? do right so well,
0: it's so beautiful and transformative and i remember um you know sitting with you um you know via technology not physically mm-hmm. <laughs> although it felt physical.
1: in, in the in the in the in the astral as well yeah
0: yes yes energetically so, connected so if somebody if one of our listeners reached out to you what can they expect
1: <sighs> miracles to put it into a word um I, I still haven't fully i still haven't fully been able to Process and integrate what it is I can actually do. I can change. I can change. Right? I can change the past, but only the energetic and emotional viewpoint of it. I can't change the physical. I can't go back and bring somebody back to life for you, but I can take you back and reconnect you back to that person and the love you feel for them and the knowledge that they are always with you. I can integrate parts of you that you have had lost or separated or fragmented and hidden in the darkness for generations or lifetimes I've freed people from horrific horrific experiences of of, uh, torture and um, things that happen to children that should never happen to children that their parents put upon them in particular situations I've freed people from lifelong trauma of thunderstorms because it was linked into that experience and and changed it so that actually two years later she still every time there's a thunderstorm she laughs and it brings mm-hmm. her joy wow i i can change the very fundamental fabric of reality through your conscious intention and belief you have to believe it yourself i have the key and i know where the door is and i'll guide you to the door And I'll give you the key, but you've got to pick it up and you've got to use that key to open the door. And when you do, on the other side, it will be dark and you won't know what's behind that door. But creating that beautiful, sacred, safe space and journeying into it together, we will find and discover the parts of yourself that are lost and fragmented there and integrate them back into the self, creating inner completion unity, one consciousness, and then being able to actually touch on that state of enlightenment that so many have seeked through throughout history. Um, So you help to uh, hold
0: space for transformation. And so and what I'm hearing you say is that through that holding of the space and kind of guidance, um, then the individual has the freedom and the support to actually go all the way to open the door to be in the darkness to help mm-hmm. transform and transcend and to have soul integration so that once they have yes. that soul integration then they can move forward on whatever journey that they're on
1: presently yeah so i i connect with looking into somebody's eyes again it has to always is all through intention and permission so i can't just look at somebody and do it i have to have the, the permission to do so um, I can enter into them energetically and then I can actually go, I get shown where things come from. So if somebody's got a a limiting belief that they are unworthy of receiving love, I will be able to pick up on that very, very easily because it will be shown to me as a, as an image again in my mind. And I will then also be shown where it comes from. So then I can use very particular language to guide somebody back to an event to learn what it is they need to learn from it, to, to, to set themselves free from it. Cause we have, we've had trillions of situations, trillions of events happen in our lives, but maybe there's half a dozen that we constantly think about. So it's actually allowing for those half a dozen just to be dissolved back into the collective and just to continue on enjoying each day as it comes without looking back in the past all the time and being affected and, and drained by those past events all the time. Um, it is. It's. It's truly life change. Being able to go back in to an event of old, whether it's in this life or a past life, and to gain the learnings from it. There's nothing quite like it. Um, so, I'm qualified as a, a life coach, a NLP practitioner, an energy healer, and a, a chakra and aura healer, as well as a mental health specialist. So, I've got all the certifications and everything. But really. What I do is all energetically based. It's all, it's working with the soul. I work on a soul to soul level. Um, well,
0: it sounds like it, it's, it's a lot deeper than any kind of certification or regurgitation of what you're yeah, told. It can't, <laughs> it
1: can't uh, be, it can't be taught. <laughs> can't, right,
0: right. Because it's something that you experienced personally. And through yes. that experience, then you're bringing that to and offering it to other individuals because you've gone through it personally.
1: Yes, bottom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I wanted to share a little bit and end our beautiful, amazing time together with an Thanks. interesting, um, <clears throat> you know, people. Um, what I'm seeing is the dichotomy of like extremes. So people are um, mm. saying, oh, I'm, 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 I'm so spiritual. And in, in their mind, the spirituality is everything is love and light and love and light. And they mm-hmm. reject the darkness. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I feel that oh. um, within these extremes, <clears throat> it's causing so much chaos, confusion and separation. And so you have a community, as an example, you know, in an area, and everyone's about conscious community, love and light. And mm-hmm. then if somebody's going through a traumatic, a traumatic event, I'll give you an example. There was this woman where um, in, in one of the communities that I was, I generally don't like uh, joining communities, but I'll like, mm-hmm. you know, be a spectator um, mm-hmm. and learn from from it. And there was this woman who um, within that community, they were into uh, polygamy. And I'm okay because it's not affecting me. I personally mm-hmm. don't believe in that. But that's like a whole separate thing. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my thing. But anyway, so they're, they're all um, practicing in polygamy. And this this beautiful young girl who was 19 at the time ended up getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. And they were all forcing her, the community was, was pressuring her, not forcing, pressuring her to actually quite literally have an abortion. And she's like, that does not resonate with me, but you know, I really need your support. And everybody turned their back on her Mm -hmm. and saw it as something as a dark energy, her bringing a baby into this beautiful world. They saw it as something negative, and yeah. so I really wanted to end our podcast with, you know, just talking a little bit about these extreme dichotomies that I'm seeing.
1: <clears throat> Hello? Yes. Yes. Okay, no, I, I, I was just reflecting. I Sorry. Like, going on? <laughs> no, no, I was clicking. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was doing there. I was, I was creating a frequency to enter into a state of consciousness that would allow me access to an answer that, that I wish to express. Interesting. Okay, um, again, somebody literally yesterday asked me the exact same thing, that he's part of a community and it's all about love and light. And as soon as there's any mention of, oh, this is a bit, I'm experiencing this or I don't feel very well great about the, the other, that I know no, we don't talk about that here. Or, or what? So you're limiting a whole aspect of reality, okay? Um, so for me the more extreme we become. So everything is energy vibrating at different frequencies. Yes. Absolutely. And it does so in waveform. It goes up and down. And the more we go up, the further we have to come down. So you go out and you have a, a, a nice evening out. You have a few drinks with friends that say if you do drink alcohol. And then you go up. And then the following day with the hangover, you come crashing back down. My social handle and my YouTube channel, is cosmic the cosmic surfer. So it's surfing those waves of existence together now and forever. United we stand and together we rise. That's the little rift. But the the more that we can bring those waves into the middle ground, which again is, is the Buddhist way, it's the middle path, the less extremes that we experience. To ex- to think that it's always love and light, you're you're denying an aspect of reality that exists in yourself because you are so fearful of venturing into the darkness because you're petrified of it that you try to pretend it doesn't exist. It's like religion saying that or you know, the whole concept that the, the devil's greatest deed it was the trickery to convince humanity he doesn't exist. Well, of course he does. He, he exists in every one of us, just as God does. You can't have one without the other again. And it's finding the similarities between the two, not the differences. So going back to to what we experienced in the past with with mandates and face coverings, let's say. And there was this big divide again. And humanity has always been divided because when we're divided, we're more easily conquered and controlled. But I'm not interested in what side of the fence you're on. I'm more interested in why there's a fence to begin with. Because <laughs> there is no requirement to have a side. The side, the only one true side, the place that we come from, and the place we return to is love. Love is the foundational frequency of everything in existence. And anything that is separate from love is, is just that, separate from love. Fear is just an area void of love, just as darkness is an area void of light. I allow myself to feel anything and everything. If I have a negative thought, well, it's just a thought. It's just that I've classified it as negative because of various situations in the past. And if I have a positive thought, again, it's just the thought to somebody else that might not be positive. That might be negative. That's all to do with perception and interpretation. And I would suggest that there are people, and this goes back through societal beliefs as well as ancestral. So we get passed down information through our lineage as well as the the placement that we're born in the world. And each of us has then different viewpoints of different things. And knowing that your vibe attracts your tribe, there will always be people that are magnetically or vibrationally attracted to each other that view things in the same way. To allow for everything is to be acceptant of it all. So knowing that there is a a group of people who are existing in a placement that was probably set up by a man who wanted to have more than one wife so that he could enjoy multiple wives without the responsibility of children Mm -hmm. it sounds to me as soon as the child is then actually introduced it's oh no we don't do that we just want to have all the wives and have all the fun I don't want to look after the children so to me that exists so I'm not going to try and say it's right or wrong I just accept it for what it is and everybody else that wants to go there can and everybody that would rather exist in a different state of mind and frequency of being can I don't believe that anything is right or wrong I don't believe that we can make a right or wrong decision I just believe that having made the decision what we do with it creates it to be right or wrong so if I go left or if I go right it's the the experience to be created afterwards which makes it right or wrong um and to go back to the darkness one of my favorite expressions a little while ago that I wrote a poem it was in it was infused in a poem that I wrote and then from that I took the, the actual statement out and it's love and light and get the fuck out of my way because I am love and light and I love every single person on this planet I don't like a lot of them. I don't particularly like humanity, but I love them. But if you're with me, then great. Join me and we'll go forwards and we'll create a world of true harmony and equality for all, a brighter future for all, laid on the foundations of love and harmony and connection and compassion for one another. If you're going to stand against me and try and ridicule me or try and throw stones at me to derail me, then you can fuck right off. Because I've got a lot of shit to do in this life. There's a lot to be done. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't get done. None of it really matters. It doesn't matter if we all died now or now or now or tomorrow. Or if the, the, the earth stopped spinning or the sky fell down. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if the whole entire universe came to an end now. It wouldn't. But whilst I'm here, what does matter to me is what I attach my mind to again. And I attach my mind to acceptance of all that is, was, or ever shall be, knowing that that is what truly sets me free.
0: Wow. That was beautiful. I love that poem. Thank you so much for sharing. And of course that, 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 you know, that British wit, that that dry humor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <It's> my
0: favorite. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I got yeah, to my... experience some of that. Thank you so much for sharing no, that. With
1: that us. Was my absolute pleasure, Andrea. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: And so, Thank yeah, so you. tell us a little bit of, you know, some of your handles. Where where can we find you?
1: So Instagram, I've recently changed from um, so it's either Kane Stromberg, K-A-I-N-E and then Stromberg is Stromberg, mountain stream, it means in Norwegian, and uh, or it's uh, Cosmic Surfer, so Cosmic with a K. So YouTube is Cosmic Surfer, and it's the Spiritual Awakening channel, and then there's also the Mainstream Meditation YouTube channel where we do um, biweekly meditations, and the most recent ones have been, as I say, Christ Consciousness Connection and How to Actually Heal a Broken Heart as well was a beautiful, beautiful flow through. Um, And then I say Instagram is Kane Stromberg. Facebook is, I've got my profile and then there's the Cosmic Surfer page. So it's Kane Stromberg or Cosmic Surfer, really, um, according to, to whatever platform it is. But there is also... The mainstream meditation channel and there's the website which is the ambassadors of so ambassadors of light.info and on there there's access to to all sorts of free courses that we've created um how to raise your vibration courses uh, anxiety removal courses grounding into the power now courses and there's also a an online community of like-minded people that come together every two weeks for for a big group live and then have
0: Hello. Well, thank you again Kane for joining us and again you can find Kane at K A I N E and his last name is Stromberg S T R O M B E R G. Thank you That's Kane so, so much. So much love to you brother from across yes. the pond. Thank and you. I look forward to resonating in person with you very yes. very soon. <laughs> yes.
1: Step out. I'm now going to pick my children up from school, so I think the Wi-Fi probably dropped out there. Um,
0: Absolutely get yeah, it. No, no worries. worries. Enjoy the rest Thank of you your day. All right. Take care.
1: Bye bye. I will. you. Oh my love. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Subscribe and review. We will come at you with many more topics, and remember, united we stand.